0: This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Banatrol. If you suffer from diarrhea caused by IBS or any other type of digestive issue that's preventing you from leaving your house due to the fear of flare-ups, check out Banatrol from Medtrition. Banatrol stops diarrhea without causing constipation and is safe to take every day unlike over-the-counter and prescription medications, would cause constipation and disrupt digestive health. Banatrol takes a nutritional approach. The all-natural formula contains only two ingredients, a proprietary blend of dehydrated banana flakes paired with a clinically proven GOS prebiotic fiber. After prescribing Banatrol to some of my patients with IBS associated with GI urgency and diarrhea, several have pronounced it a godsend. You can try Banatrol risk-free for 30 days by going to trybanatrol.com. If for any reason it doesn't work, you'll receive a 100% refund of the purchase price. That's T-R-Y-B-A-N-A-T-R-O-L dot com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly opportunity to hear your questions. Your questions come to radio program at AOL.com. With me today, Layla Muden, who is our nutritionist in residence, and she's here to help me field questions. Something that I look forward to every week because it's fun. You never know what's going to come up. So
1: And the uh, time just flies. It just it, really does. Time
0: flies when you're having fun. Yeah. I hope it does for you folks. Uh, evidently, uh many of you are listening. Uh, so before we get to questions, by the way, radio program at AOL.com is the place to send them. Um this week's this week marks um the approval of two drugs hmm. uh that are kind of momentous because one is for Alzheimer's disease oh, the yeah. first uh new drug to be approved for Alzheimer's disease in 20 years uh and there's also uh a new weight loss drug oh, gosh. Uh, which is and the headlines are sensational on it it's it's a game changer uh it's um FDA approves popular diabetes medication for use as weight loss drug. FDA, I love when they use game changer. When whenever they say game changer, beware. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a game changer in cancer, Alzheimer's, or now weight loss. FDA approves game changer drug for weight loss. In clinical trials, participants lost up to twenty percent of their body weight. Okay, so. Uh, We're vanquishing two of the major scourges of mankind with these new drugs. So uh, let's give it a little context. By the way, the uh, approval for uh, the Alzheimer's drug, um, it was uh, greeted with a great deal of skepticism. Uh, The New York Times writes, Alzheimer's drug is bonanza for biogen, most likely at taxpayer expense. Why? Because it's going to be, it costs $56,000 a year. It's injectable. It's injectable. Uh, that's once,
1: somebody's salary. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. That's, yeah, that's I mean, a that, salary. That used to be a good income. Yep. I mean, now it's below probably approaching the poverty line, but you know, in the old days, that was like, a, you know, it's yep. like when we were growing up, your dad made $56,000 a year.
1: Holy Oh, Jesus. right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's, it's all inflation. But anyway, so $56,000 a year for an Alzheimer's drug. Um, and, uh, they also say about this, uh, that, uh, uh, FDA approval of New York of new Alzheimer's drug may boost prospects of other treatments okay that's that's you know uh, optimistic but um what they say here is that uh, this is not the way they should be approving drugs uh what so we see what the this was approved on the basis of uh demonstration that it could reduce uh the plaque formation in the brain the so-called amyloid plaque yes uh, however, the trials really, you know, in order to determine if a drug like that is going to be helpful for Alzheimer's disease, uh, the trials really need to go for decades. Uh, at at $56,000 a year, that's quite an expensive price for a drug, on um, speculation that it may make Alzheimer's disease slow down. So what's going to happen is everybody who has a little bit of a cognitive problem is going to demand that they get yeah. it from their doctors. It's going to be, a, you know, like people with dementia uh, there, there, there are tens of millions of them. And so this is gonna be kind of catastrophic to our healthcare budget. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the problem is, and I just saw this on, uh, a, uh, uh, the, uh, 60 Minutes. Hmm. Uh, they did a special on uh, Alzheimer's disease. So what they, they, they have this project where they're looking at people who are quite old, you know, their 90s, some are centenarians, mm-hmm. and uh, they follow them. And some of them over the years of the study, uh, showed evidence of progressive uh, cognitive decline. And they did all yeah. kinds of tests and imaging on them. But the ultimate test was an autopsy. They donated their brains to science. Mm-hmm. And so they sliced and diced their brains, and they stained them in various ways and looked them under the microscope. And lo and behold, uh, many of those who had cognitive decline had amyloid. But paradoxically, there were some, and they actually showed uh, uh, these... Uh, 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 videos of, yeah. r- of patients who were uh, subsequently died, who were very very functional up until the point where they died at ninety eight or one hundred and two, mm-hmm. and their brains were full of amyloid. Yeah. And paradoxically, there are other patients who were completely lost. It they did they barely recognized their family members, and they had no amyloid. So Alzheimer's is very complex, and not all people with dementia have. Classic Alzheimer's. Some of them have vascular dementia. Some of them have other processes going Lewy on in the body. Plane. Yeah, Lewy body. You know, so uh, it this for for everybody in America who has some cognitive decline to clamor for this fifty six thousand dollars drug, which by the way has side effects. Yeah, would be kind of catastrophic. Wow. So on the weight loss front, uh, mm-hmm. what they did, what they found is this is actually serendipity. What they found is that uh, these drugs are all based on Gila monster venom. That a substance Gila in Gila monster. monster. Uh, uh, wow! The Gila monster venom is an incretin inhibitor, and so they said, oh. "Great, let's model this. Let's like you know create synthetic molecules that mimic the Gila monster uh, uh-huh. venom." And this became a whole raft of drugs, drugs like Trulicity and oh 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 Ozempic. <laughs> Ozempic you know. right. is sem- right. semaglutide. And a different dose of uh, of that is being purported to be the weight loss drug. Now, what this drug does is it cuts appetite. In fact, one of the side effects is quite a lot of nausea. Oh, boy. Um, And it can cause pancreatitis. So it's a little bit of a dangerous drug to wield, but it does really help people lose weight because it mm. absolutely uh, attenuates appetite. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and it helps their metabolism, uh, you know, when they're insulin resistant. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know... Is this a drug that, as a physician, I'm going to use? Uh, I prefer to use a natural approach.
1: Absolutely. A natural
0: approach. One that won't
1: cause pancreatitis. Right.
0: Well, the the (laughs) thing about it is is there are some people, they just can't exercise personal discipline. Uh, You know, that's not a knock against them. That's just their situation in life. Sure. And the the injection uh, of this medication will help them lose weight.
1: Yeah.
0: However, uh, you know, how long can that be sustained? Will there be long term side effects? Um, is this, and the expense is also enormous. It's not yeah. $56,000 a year, but it's an injectable drug and you can be sure it's going to be pricey. Um, so, uh, I guess it does offer an option to people who are overweight,
1: mm-hmm. but a
0: healthier way to get there, you know, it is, uh, through diet and exercise.
1: Yeah. I mean, even when you take these drugs, they still recommend, diet and exercise is part of the program.
0: I actually saw a study, which was an interesting study, where they looked at diet, exercise plus one of these types of drugs. Uh I think it was Trulicity that they used. Mm -hmm. And uh, they found that uh, the combination of diet and exercise and Trulicity was better than either diet and exercise alone or Trulicity alone, that there was synergistic effects. Uh So you know, this could be uh, transformative, is it a game changer? Will side effects emerge when more and more people take it? Well, it, we have a fair amount of experience with diabetics who take it. And we actually have one diabetic. Yes. You know, the guy who lives in Boston. You yes. Know, who, who, uh, he, he, uh, does uh, Zoom with us. Right. Right. right? Uh, he, he actually, I, I recommended that he try that medication. Yes. Yes. Because he's just having a lot of trouble. And, uh, you know, he's quite overweight. And he did do diet and exercise, he but did. he has some real blood sugar problems. I said, get in it, get to an endocrinologist because I don't prescribe the medication and you may be a candidate for that. Yeah. And it's, it's actually helped him. It, the part of the problem was during COVID, he couldn't see an endocrinologist for two or three months because yes. the, all the offices were disrupted. He finally got to an endocrinologist. He took the medication. Um, and uh, he's doing a lot better.
1: Made a difference. Yeah.
0: yeah that's but but he's not... Yeah. It's not an either or thing. I, yes. I really hope that it does not discourage people from doing all of the above, taking an all of the above approach, because yeah. I think it's going to work better with... So, anyway, so, again, uh, you know, it, after the apparent success of the vaccine, mm-hmm. and, you know, the word isn't out on the long-term efficacy or uh, side effects of the vaccine, but so far, so good. You know, it's surprisingly good. Yeah. And... You know, I, I just hope that people don't just rush headlong to pharmaceutical fixes for their problems and abandon the natural approach that we espouse here. Exactly. Uh, because certainly the success of the vaccine has burnished the image of the pharmaceutical industry. Like, if they can do that, I mean, they can do anything. They can cure cancer. They can cure Alzheimer's. They can cure obesity. You know, we're just waiting for the next breakthrough to deliver us. Well, if
1: they have cures for cancer. It's not a great business model now, is it?
0: <laughs> right. But here, well, it's only, <laughs> it's a, it's a good business model if it, you have, it's a chronic therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, therapy. look,
0: frankly, if, if we cure COVID and game over, you know, it's like, yeah. but they're already proposing boosters oh, sure. for the variants. Yeah. So it could be not just a one shot deal. It could be a franchise, mm-hmm. you know, a long term, uh sinecure, like yes. a business opportunity, yes. Uh, for and already the profits have been astronomical on the vaccine,
1: sixty-seven billion.
0: Yeah, well, and there's a there's a a, a, a relatively small group of billionaires uh-huh. already from the oh, vaccine. Sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: People yeah. who either own shares or they're, they're the right, developers, right. and uh, uh, we've minted some new billionaires.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Bill Gates even became richer when he bought. Shares of a particular pharmaceutical company back in twenty nineteen. Right. Back before the uh all this uh yeah, I don't, that was interesting. I don't begrudge him that. Yeah. I
0: yeah. mean he's got problems.
1: He's got problems.
0: <laughs> he's gotta pay big alimony here. <laughs> he's gotta pay. Right. That's right, that's right. Life is not so rosy. Yeah. Don't be envious. Don't be it. right, right.
1: Okay, we've got a question here from Judy. Hi, I'm a little concerned with my high LDL cholesterol, and I'm wondering, what is your opinion? Judy has a total cholesterol of 290. That's a little high. HDL of 85, triglycerides at 86. That's a nice That's good because the, we right do, just
0: do the ratio of cholesterol yeah. to HDL is yeah. about 3 and change to 1. Yeah.
1: Her LDL is 189, but she has large pattern A. LDL.
0: So, let's explain what we're talking about. Yeah. Is, you know, when you can look at LDL and you can actually Qualitate it. Yes. As opposed to just get the overall number. You can break it down. Right. What's the particle size? Mm -hmm. And you can explain that.
1: Right. The particle size done via NMR or a VAPS test, they look at the actual particles. And with something like LDL, they look at whether you have small dense particles, which are called the pattern B, or if you have big light fluffy particles, which are more desirable, Less atherogenic pattern A right. particles. Judy has mostly pattern A particles. So she's asking, should I still be concerned with the high LDL number?
0: There's one way of telling. EBT heart scan. Get a heart scan. Get, Get heart See, scan. If there's calcium forming in your coronary yeah. arteries. Yeah. Because... Uh, we could predict that she's less likely to have cardiovascular disease. Yeah. She's also a woman mm-hmm. and she may be older. We see a pattern in healthy older women, mm-hmm. women over the age of seventy who have a very high cholesterol in the high two hundreds, even over three hundred, where something switches in women at around the age of seventy. The yeah. higher the cholesterol, the more likely you are to have long term longevity.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: It's a sign of right. robustness mm-hmm. and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, vigorous uh, metabolism.
1: I mean, there's a reason the, the, the body does what it With the exception does. Of, of people with yeah. a low
0: HDL but, sure, sure, and sure. high triglycerides. But yeah. she has the right pattern.
1: Yeah. Well, what were the keys to longevity? Somebody said, it might have been Dr. Stephen Sinatra. What does everybody who lives to be 100, what do they all have in common? It was a high HDL. A low insulin. Yes. And I think, I think it was low triglycerides, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, but the first two definitely. That would
0: make sense. Yeah, yeah. that would make sense.
1: Yeah. So, so everybody should strive for that.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, should yeah. strive for that. So. And uh, how do you raise your HDL? Well, uh, you you don't uh, raise your HDL by being on a no fat diet. In no, fact, you have to eat fat. Yeah. You need to eat fat, mm-hmm. uh, but also uh, exercise. exercise will do it. Just and niacin will do it, but there's studies that show that niacin's not that effective for preventing cardiovascular disease.
1: Right, right. And with niacin, especially in high doses, we have to be concerned for liver function. Liver So it's and good to take care of liver blushing, function. Yeah. Yeah. We had a patient earlier today who takes both niacin yes. and red rice yeast, and yes. his labs are all beautiful. Yes. And he was asking, well, what do you think of all this niacin? I said, everything's working for you. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you don't need to take all this nice and I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah.
0: He had a bit of a plaque score, so we wanted we yeah. if he had no plaque score, I'd say forget about it. Yeah. But he has a bit of a plaque score. He has a little plaque yeah. score, yeah. All
1: right. So Judy, get an E B T heart scan and that will inform you whether to be mm-hmm. concerned.
0: Because risk could come from another place. The, it could that's come true. from inflammation, it can come from uh, LPA. Yes. It can come from Potentially, homocysteine.
1: Homocysteine, exactly. And Judy, we don't know how old you are. We don't know how long you've had this pattern A. Maybe it's a recent thing. Maybe you didn't earlier. And maybe because of that, there may be some... Can I
0: say something about homocysteine? Because homocysteine is one of those things that was popular for a while. And then if you go to a conventional doctor and say, check my homocysteine, they'll almost invariably tell you, like, don't bother because it's been disproven. Yeah. And it was disproven on the basis of some intervention studies for people who had uh, moderately high... Uh, homocysteine, like in the teens, uh, which I consider high. Very high. Uh, but from the standpoint of the heart, it doesn't seem to matter so much. That level, though, could have affect the brain. It could affect the risk for dementia, yeah. small vessel disease in the brain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what they did, this is the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition a few weeks ago. I just read this, is uh, that we should not throw the baby out with the bathwater with homocysteine because people who have pretty high homocysteine, 20, 30, or more, uh, they were not evaluated in terms of cardiovascular prevention. Mm -hmm. And they should get homocysteine-lowering therapy with, they said, the B vitamins and betaine. Oh, yes, know, And we've had, it's less common than patients, we see a lot of patients with homocysteine 12, 14, 15. But only occasionally do we see patients with homocysteine like 30, 40, 50, 60. Those people deserve intensive therapy for lowering homocysteine. I've
1: never seen a homocysteine as high as 30. Yeah. Wow.
0: Not too often because we don't see it that often.
1: Right, 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 right. True. And it's still, I'm mystified by why they're not checking for it
0: more and
1: more and more. Yeah,
0: it is. It, it got that and lipoprotein little A debunked. No, lipoprotein A isn't. It's important. not
1: debunked. Yeah, it's not debunked. Yeah, well, based so on a few
0: sketchy studies. Sketchy I think.
1: studies, exactly. Oh, speaking of sketchy studies, yes, yeah, Dr. We are. Hoffman. Yeah, here we are. Well, uh, Meyer sent us this email. Hi, what do you make of this? And he sent us something from SciTech Daily: Omega three fish oil supplements linked with heart rhythm disorder. Now. Get this. This was uh, a meta-analysis that was done, mm-hmm. and what they found was that uh, because currently fish oil supplements are indicated for people with high triglycerides, something like that, and, and now for heart cardiovascular disease, too, risk. they're
0: selling yes. Vasipa to people who have that's right, uh, Vasipa. Heart
1: yeah, prescription would, exactly. EPA. yeah. What was the first one? It was some called Lovaza. Lovaza there, and, yeah.
0: and now Vasipa. Yeah. yeah.
1: So some clinical trials have suggested that omega-3 fatty acids may be associated with an increased risk for atrial fibrillation, the most common type of heart disorder. People with this disorder have five times greater likelihood of having a stroke. Now, we know that AFib is often caused by lifestyle factors, poor diet, lifestyle, having too much happy hour, stuff like that, blood sugar issues as well.
0: Can I have a question? Did you just say there what the magnitude of the effect was? Because I looked at this. Mm-hmm. And I think the magnitude of the effect was probably around ten to fifteen percent increased risk, which is not very much increased risk.
1: The researchers found that omega three uh, supplementation was associated with a significantly increased risk. For significant, aphid, but yeah, what is significant compared to placebo? What's with an incidence rate ratio of one point three
0: seven? See, okay, so thirty seven percent increased. Mm. However, when you are for for a practical standpoint, yeah, that does not. It's not like double, triple, quadruple the risk, right, right. And so uh it's also meta-analysis, which a meta-analysis, which is
1: yeah, a the analysis cherry-picking, cherry right. It is cherry-picking. The analysis included five randomized controlled trials and in investigating the effects of of the fish oil supplementation on cardiovascular outcomes. So participa- participants had elevated triglycerides and were either at high risk for cardiovascular disease or they already had cardiovascular disease. Right. And it was a total of 50,277 patients. That's pretty big. Received fish oils or placebo and were followed up for between two and seven and a half years. Right. And the dose of fish oils varied from 0.84 gram to four grams a day.
0: Which is a nice spread.
1: Yeah. But it's quite the spread.
0: Yeah. It's quite the
1: spread. So,
0: so you know what? I used to think that, according to some research prior to this, that fish oil prevented atrial fibrillation. It had an it, it, yeah. I think it it, it is more A likely good to prevent on heart rhythm. It is more likely, I think, to prevent ventricular okay. arrhythmias okay. than atrial arrhythmias. According and ventricular to research, is more it dangerous. Seems, it seems to stabilize the um uh membranes of the um conduction system of the heart, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it actually is a constituent of the cell membranes. And um, so that's what I thought. Yeah. And it also has a bit of a um, sympathetic blocking effect, like a beta blocker. Yeah. That it could slow arrhythmias. Mm-hmm. But according to this study, you know, what I would conclude from this study is that it's less likely that fish oil is beneficial yeah. for a tr- to prevent atrial fibrillation, but I will tell you this: it does not say in that study that uh, fish will increase the risk for stroke, because that would be impossible. It if, if you have atrial fibrillation, you want something on board that's a bit of a blood thinner. Sure. So because you your your risk of stroke is higher. Right. Related. So um, you know there may be something to this. I don't know. I'd have to see. You know, usually when something is published, yeah, you're going to get comments and review. And maybe the research will be replicated and it'll come back with the same conclusion or different conclusions. Yeah. I would not say it's dangerous. And look, if you already have atrial fibrillation, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to make you have something that you already have. Right. Right?
1: If so, you already have it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: so I, I don't think the effect, the, the magnitude of the effect is not that great. Exactly. And, and many
1: of these participants already had high triglycerides. And established yeah. coronary artery right. disease.
0: So what so are in we other talking ways, about? what does it say about, the, in other words, another way of saying that is, what does it say about the regular healthy population? Mm. You know, if you're like a healthy person taking fish oil for pre- prevention, is it going to make you get atrial fibrillation? I think that's highly unlikely.
1: Yeah.
0: I think other factors may, yeah. may predict atrial fibrillation.
1: Yeah. I just hate this runaway uh, uh, it's alarmism. heading. It's alarmism. Of, co- of fish oil-causing heart rhythm disorder. It, it's
0: sort of poisoning the well. It's alarmism.
1: It really, really um, does.
0: You know, you know who's likely to give the most um, concerted response to that hmm. is the makers of the pharmaceutical fish oil. Yeah. I think it's going to be in their interest. Ah. You know, they have, they're have they making millions, if not billions, from selling fish oil. I, just, mm-hmm. I saw it on the TV. They were advertising it. Um, that um,
1: this is from the European Society of Cardiology, by the way. This oh, uh, mm-hmm. this article. Yeah, well, oh, I don't know what the okay. All right, so it's not cause and effect. It's right. not. It's just. Uh, I I find this to be sketchy. I think, the, in my
0: opinion, the European Society of Cardiology is having too many too many glasses of wine or could know, be beer
1: that'll give you AFib. Right. <laughs> I'll give you a bit. Oh, my God. Meyer, thank you for that very thoughtful email and that article.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, this is great. I got this letter in the mail along with an article. How nice to read a... Handwritten. A handwritten letter. This is from Tom. Yeah. Over the years, I've heard you and Dr. Hoffman talk about the expense of new cancer drugs and their limited effectiveness. Encloses an article mentioning that the FDA is investigating these medications. Mm-hmm. So, can you comment on these cancer medications, how they work, the, the expectations? Because right. apparently there are a lot of cancer drugs on the market, according to this article from the Associated Press, that are not being taken off, and even though right. they're not very effective.
0: Okay, so, let's uh, comment on that in part yeah. two, because it's a bit of an essay question. Yes. Um, the uh, approval... Of not very efficacious drugs mm-hmm. and their persistence on the, uh, uh, you know, on the listings yeah. for medication.
1: Because ma- these new medications typically cost between 90000 and yes. 300000 a year. Yes.
0: Yes. Can- some of the cancer drugs are that expensive. My goodness. All right. Let's uh, pause because we're going to divide our podcast into two parts. Uh, that's the question we're going to take up when we return. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. Please send your questions so that we can tackle them on next week's edition of the weekly Q&A with Layla here on Intelligent Medicine.